0: This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: So I have a family um, that's going to be in the house when I watch it, Um, um, a, a few friends. Um, but, uh, I'm doing something different this year, um, obviously, cause, you know, the situation is different. Um, but I will have a projector outside of my house. Basically, it's gonna be like a TV outside for, um, my other friends and family, um, to pull up outside of my house, um, and, and basically watch it outside of my house. So when I do get drafted, um, then, you know, I can come outside and, uh, you know, greet them and, um, you know, they can just be watching it just like they was in the house with me.
0: I like it, Chase Young. Very cool. That's a good idea. And, uh, I, I, listen. At the end of the day, draft day is going to be different 2020. It's the same thing I say about all the the kids in in high school and colleges and and everything. And and everything's been impacted and affected. And I feel for you. I think it's so different. It's unique. It's not the same. It's not kind of what you dreamed of and and everybody else did. And there's something to that Mm -hmm. that you want to experience that everybody – heck from parents to grandparents to everybody, talks about graduation and proms and everything like that. And You won't have that in your senior year, whether if you're in high school, uh that last senior game, whatever it might be. Uh, for these draft guys, yeah, Vegas would have been cool. You know, walking across the stage is kind of like, man, I made it. I did it. I do think the unique nature of this year in general, what we're talking about, high school uh Students, athletes, spring uh, sports athletes in college, even the NCAA tournament, although that one might feel a little bit different, uh, but the draft picks, I I think there will be something special in a bond with everybody that kind of went through this from an athletic point of view or, or whatever kind of area or arena you're in. And the payback on that down the road will be good. I don't know what it is, but I think it will be fun, whether it's reunions or how you'll be celebrated or remembered or whatever it might be. And so I think this draft class will be special in that regards, if it makes sense. I just don't know what it will look like 10, 15, 20 years from now. But I think the uniqueness of this will be pretty cool so that's kind of fun with chase young i actually thought about doing something similar for the kid's birthday mm-hmm. putting like a projection screen on the side of the house mm-hmm. you know uh, and trying to maybe it was like a movie uh, through the years or something but, you i know, like you don't it. know how do you celebrate kids birthdays everybody's doing the parade thing through the neighborhood which is cool we just yep. didn't have enough friends for that but uh <laughs> how embarrassing would that be for though i know the whole... i'm all about embarrassing oh, I, yeah, the kids, man. So,
1: I don't care about that i've <laughs> been so embarrassed so so embarrassed it's on the side of the house <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so you think about
0: those things. So I thought, I think it's kind of cool Chase Young's doing it that way. Yeah, that's the long and short of it.
2: You know NFL draft, Brent. Obviously, we're accustomed to watching it live. We're watching the players walk on stage, and it's a time to display your fashion sense, right? Like everyone's rocking True. these suits, True. these Louis Vuitton shoes. Yeah, it's such a little name drop. Don't worry about it, Brent. You don't know what that is.
0: I would not look good in it. It's them. all good, man. I think I think they make guys. Shoes. I don't even know, it's man. I I, I, I think that's what the, a follower might have had. Those on those gold mean, like spike yeah, shoes. Yeah, the spike shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: you know, it's not my style, but it is what it is. They tweet their own. I'd look but good. But here's my point, though. Are we going to see a bunch of guys at home, quarantined, sitting on the couch, rocking these ridiculous three-piece suits, or are we going to see more casual track suits, tall tees, if you will, Crocs? Are we going to see guys more casual?
0: Maybe. Are we (laughs) going to see guys more more casual? Yeah. Place your bets, Brent. What what is Vegas saying about that? I should. Maybe I'll get to that. I don't know if that's on the prop bet list, but uh, don't take this the wrong way. (laughs) <laughs> Please don't take this the wrong way.
2: Prepare to be offended, Goose.
0: But just out of, like, pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. I want to see, like, one of the offensive linemen or defensive linemen just hanging around in his underwear on the couch <laughs> when he gets drafted.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's probably more of an offensive lineman than a defensive yeah. lineman, let's you know be that, honest here. Care. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. do you think that they're going to be dressed up? Uh, well, I, you, you almost have to, I right? I think some will. But, yeah. again, you got to be really oh. careful, right? These Sitting on your couch and, and you're at home in a And soup. everybody's a
0: judge, right? Give me a so break. you're like, hey, are they six feet away? Are they this? Hey, yeah. that's a family member. You know, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a lot of that stuff. So yeah. I think they very Cautious of that. I think their agents have told them too. I think the NFL probably has told them too as sure. well. So I would say there's less of that. that but I don't know. That's a good call. Yeah. I would say they're more like, instead of dressed up going to I a mean, wedding or prom, yeah. they're more like going to, you know, out. Uh, on and a, at a like a nice steak dinner okay you know what i, I mean? mean yeah
2: i uh, just keep in mind man the world's gonna be watching right and how, twitter loves to roast them some fashion sense with so. that
1: how many people are like panic cleaning their living room right now oh. or wherever <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camera oh, on? my
0: poor mom if we had the oh yeah i couldn't you know that.
1: someone's gonna leave like a sock out or something like that it's gonna be a whole thing of course hey
0: here's a, a little draft i've got draft notes galore i mean it's it's really incredible and by the way i just Thank you, for ESPN. They share them with us sure. uh, here on ESPN Sixty Nine, which is really cool. We have the insider info. Yeah, we do, and it's, it's really entertaining. I mean, you could sit here for days and read it. But how about NFL Draft Day trades since 2008? That's, uh, by the way, since I've been in Jacksonville. And last year, there were 40 trades during the draft. Six happened on the first round. Wow. Uh, two years ago, seven. Three years ago, seven. The most ever, it looks like, since 2008. How about back in 2008, 13 in the first round, 2009, 12 in the first round on the uh, first day. Uh, Now, that would have... I wonder if that was before they did the Thursday night thing. You know, the first round only. Oh yeah, that might have been that. What, so, what year was that? Uh, that was in oh eight, and nine. Oh,
2: for sure that was before. Yeah, because okay. I think two thousand ten was the first year, and that okay. was when I got. Yeah. No,
0: there you go. Then S- since then, it's been single digits. But yep. still, you know, six, seven. Expect five, six, or seven. The least amount has been two back in two thousand and fifteen. I think the Jaguars potentially could make two trades by themselves in the first round. Wow. This year, yeah, uh, and maybe even more. Yeah, that might be one of my bold predictions. Oh, and I'm, I'm not opposed to that. You know, I mean, it all. Listen, we don't
2: know how this thing's going to shake out yet. I mean, it, it, is the quarterback, is the premium going to be there? You know, our, our team's going to try to trade up and get their guys. Our offensive tackles. We're hearing now offensive tackles are they're coming of a commodity. They're, they're at a high premium right now. So the teams try to trade up and get offensive tackles. I mean there's a lot of ways, you know, this draft can shake out. And it's crazy because we know what one one and two is going to be, right? Like usually the chaos starts after pick number one, or sometimes even teams trade the pick number one. But this year we know one and two are pretty much locked in place. But it's the number
0: three pick, the Detroit Lions, where it could just go off the rails completely. Yeah, and I still wonder about the Redskins. Redskins don't seem like they're budging off Chase Young. They have too They've many holes quiet. to not budge. You know, and yeah. that's a great question to ask a team, right, a GM. Would you rather have two or three good players in the first 40 picks, like really good players, that you think, or one great player, the best player in the draft than Chase Young? And, yeah. and it's not a quarterback. You know, quarterback, you'd say, I'd rather have the great player. But what about other positions? Well, I think that's uh, in the eye of the beholder and to your team, like what do you need? Well, Washington needs a lot. They they have to rebuild this thing. You know, they're not Chase Young away. Well,
2: and they don't really need an outside linebacker either right now. I mean that's yeah. not like the the top of their needs or a defensive end or an edge rush or whatever you want to call it. They don't necessarily need that. But to answer your question, Brad, like what would you rather have? The Chase Young or two pretty solid picks? The problem when you get two pretty solid picks is you're taking a risk, right? I think Chase Young is probably the most sure thing in this entire NFL draft. So if I'm Washington, and I get it. Right now we got Montez Sweat. We have an older Ryan Kerrigan, but he still contributes. I get it. Maybe that spot's locked up. But you always got to take the sure thing. You always got to take probably the best player in this draft this year, and that's Chase Young. So I'm not going to blame Washington for taking him.
0: Well, that leads us right into Yannick Ngakwe. And, and listen, people want to talk about this. We're here for you. 904-362-9901, star-star 690. We're going to get to Steven on the line in just a moment. But the you know the rumors continue to fly. Again, I'll tell you, at least earlier today, the intel that I had, not much there. Conversations, sure, why not? But... Deep conversations and on the verge, not really. Well, there's a couple of beat guys in Las Vegas uh, for the Raiders. Vic Furs, one of them, I think he's from The Athletic, he kind of said, keep an eye on this. Now, nothing imminent it doesn't look like, but the Raiders could clear cap space because they're really up against it cap-wise. And, and they could always kind of rework a deal in a, in a certain way to help the cap. But uh, then uh, Vincent Bonsignor, I hope I said that right, would not be shocked if Raiders executed the trade for Jaguars Yannick Ngakwe, but senses Raiders operating prudently rather than desperately. So it'll be on their terms. They can make it work with the money. Hmm. And again, if it's on the Raiders terms, what do you think the odds are that it happens? Not very good. And I don't I don't. Las Vegas should have it on their terms. They've got the first-round pick. They've got two first-round picks. And like I said, why don't they just go after Chaseon? If I was the Raiders, I would do that probably instead of Ngakwe. With all due respect to Jan, I think I would just use the pick rather than give up a lot more capital. Now, if I'm saying I could use that on Chason or I could have Jan Ngakwe, who's 25 years old, I might, I'd rather have Jan. I know mm-hmm. what he can do. You know, I, I know what to expect, but you have to be ready to shell out some dollars with that too. Uh, so uh, Raiders are in an interesting spot here. So I don't mind the conversation. There's a lot more rumors on the conversation. Again, folks, I'm just going to sit here to say I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see the reality of it uh, unless these things really start heating up. And and the Jags get more than just a pick. Maybe they get 12. That could compensate for maybe an extra pick. Um, But I don't even think the Raiders are doing it. Forget about the Jags side of this right now. I just don't feel like the Raiders are going to pull the trigger on that 19th pick.
2: See, here's what I don't get, though, with the Raiders and the Yannick Ngakwe rumors. Right John Gruden was there with Cleo Mack, correct? And he traded Cleo Mack away. Am I right? Yes. John Gruden, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Mike Mayock, yeah. and Mike Mayak. And Mike Mayak. So they got rid of Cleo Mack. Whether it was a contract thing, whether the offer was just too good to pass up, whatever the deal was, they got rid of Cleo Mack. So now you need to tell me that they're going to go after Yannick Ngakwe have to pay him more money than Khalil Mack's going to make next year, because let's be honest, if you get Yannick Ngakwe, you have to offer him a new contract, correct? Well, one would think he's probably going to get at least $18 million. Last time I checked, I think Cleo Mack's going to make 17.5, million, maybe $18 million himself this year with the Bears, and then obviously there's bonus and incentives. But you mean to tell me you're going to give Yannick Ngakwe basically Cleo Mack money for the Raiders because you value a young pass rusher? Well, you had Cleo Mack. And, and all due respect to Yannick Ngakwe, I've been very adamant. I think he's a top-ten edge rusher. I still think Cleo Mack's a top-five edge rusher.
0: No, gosh. Might
2: yeah. be a top-three edge rusher. Up and him. I get it. He he, he kind of had a rough year last year. But, dude, in terms of a, a complete defensive end, a complete edge guy, Cleo Mack is that. So you're going to essentially pay Yannick Ngakwe the same price that you could you could have paid Cleo, uh, Cleo Mack because... You need that position again? I just—it doesn't make much sense to
0: me. I want to tell you here. Listen, everything gets thrown around. There, there. You can. Everything could happen. Could there be discussions? I, everything I can tell, everything I can figure out, and everything I believe on this front, that ain't happening. Let's see what Stephen wants to say. Action Sports acts on ESPN six ninety. He gives us a buzz right now. What's happening, man? Happy draft day.
1: Ah, happy draft day to you guys too. Uh, and comment to yours earlier, uh nobody wants to see an offensive lineman in nothing but their a white beater and their tidy whities There it is, Brent, keep us up at
0: night. You happy now? Yeah, I didn't say I wanted to see it, but I did kind of say <laughs> yeah, I wanted you, to see you, it. That's yeah. exactly what you said actually. But go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll that that'll keep everybody up at night. Yeah. Um, anyways, I have a scenario for you. I want to hear your thoughts. Now let's say the rumors turn into a reality. This is like the first time I've heard in a long time that a team can plug up all defensive holes in one round. I mean, at number nine, you take either Derek Brown or Kinlaw. Personally, I think me and Austin are on board with Kinlaw instead. Then you get some uh, Clayvon Chase on it, like number 19, and so Austin doesn't go on an angry rampage of frustration and anger. Take Christian Fulton. Thank you. And let's say they plan for the future. <laughs> Uh, in the second round, trade Leonard Fournette, maybe a fourth round pick, move up, and maybe get DeAndre Swift. And some people say that Chase Claypool does make it all the way to the seventy third pick, which we would have our jump ball red zone threat. And you know, knock on wood, in case Tyler Eifert can't stay healthy, you have somebody who can play tight end.
0: All right, so give us the four picks again in, in, in that sense. You got Claypool at the back end. You got Fulton at twenty. Give me a nine and. And 42 again? No, he's got Sh- uh, K- Shays on at Kinlaw 19. Shays. Oh, Shays on at 19. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kinlaw. Uh, and then Fulton at 20. And Fulton at 20. Did you have a 42?
1: Uh,
0: oh, I said, Swift. You could uh, trade up for Swift. For the, yeah, ch- trade up for Swift. Well, listen, I'll sign up for that. Now, like I said, I think. Yeah. Stephen, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for listening Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Have a fun draft night. I- I'm not telling you I don't like the idea of it. Like, I would love the idea of the Jags having three first-round picks. Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. And at this stage of the game, to get the 19th overall pick for Yannick Ngakwe, given the situation, if I take my emotions out of it, if I'm Shad Khan and Tony Khan and everybody in that building right now, while I want more, I want a little something more, maybe it's a third or a fourth, mm. I might, I, I, probably figure it puts me in a really good spot to do exactly what Steven said. And you get Chase on and you replace him and you replace him at a cheaper and less of a headache situation. It makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's happening. Like, yeah, I think we have to be a Raiders. little careful with saying that is absolutely on the table 19. I don't think it is. Yeah. I, I think these are just words and 24 hours before the draft kind of rumors and if it happens, fine. I probably wouldn't criticize it. Mm-hmm. I think it puts the Jags in a very nice position. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, I mean, because
2: keep in mind, not only do the Raiders have to trade for Yannick and Gakwe, but they have to give him a new deal, Brent. Okay? And that's a big, a big question mark right now because we've talked about the market for edge rushers. It's not there. It's not existent. It's a fugazi, if you will. <laughs> so you have to assume that... Yannick Ngakwe is going to stand firm, which, you know what, he has every right to him. I'm not going to fault him for that. He's going to stand firm in how much he wants and how much they want to give up for him. So just a lot of things have to fall in place. Can it happen? Absolutely. But I think the outlook, the odds right now, it's not looking good for Yannick Ngakwe to go to the Raiders.
0: Yeah. I, I, do you think if you were the Jags, you'd want more out of 19, or is 19 suffice? That'll do. It will. For me, that, that'll that do. That's a first-round pick. That'll do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because
2: I mean, just you know, it's it's like our, our college said, Stephen. Go ahead and get Sha You know, on, and you essentially you set it and forget it for the next couple of years. Hopefully, everything goes well. You can resign him to another deal. He plays well, but I like doing that, so I'm not mad at that.
0: Yeah, uh, again, uh, I'll take the three first-round picks some way, shape, or form. Here's how I think the Jaguars could end up with three first-round picks. They are at nine, and they trade back, and they get to, like, 13 or 14, Mm -hmm. and they pick at 20, and then they come back into the first round and pick at, like, number 28. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think they're getting to the first-round pick, a third one like this. Uh, I I just don't see it um, happening, even though Jan, this is his time. He's got 72 hours, don't you think? I mean, the way that the clock is ticking on this?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen in the next couple of days or so. You know, you're going to go to OTAs whenever those open back up, obviously, with the COVID-19 going on. Um, you're going to go to training camp, or whatever it is, and you probably are going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar for at least – You know, week 5, week 6, week 7 until maybe an injury happens or a team sees that, you know what, we have a shot of making a playoff run here, but we need an edge rusher. That's when
0: they attack for Yannick Ngakwa. Now, I will say this. I think the Jags are going to be super active today. Do you like the idea of that? And do you think they'd be more active in a go-up-and-get way or a let's slide back and let it come to us kind of way?
2: I think that It would be more of a slide back. Um, Listen, to me, the only way they're going to go up is for Akuda. Is Is that it? I think so. Not Derek Brown? Uh, You you know know how I feel about Derek Brown. I I think he's the most NFL ready defensive tackle right now, but I think the ultimate boomer bust type of guy, if you have the right coach to put around him, is Kinla. So. I don't see them trading up for Derrick Brown. I think the only guy they've actually traded up for that they give up some capital for is Akuda.
0: Here's the thing about trading up, and this is why some people have suggested it, right? Could you go up to number two and get Chase Young? And what I think a lot of people want to do in, in their minds, and I get it, is say, hey, we might lose Yannick and Gakwe, so let's go get a defensive end. That's fine. I understand what you're saying. Some people would say, hey, maybe they're going to go after Tua. Let's go get in the top five and go get Tua. However you feel about it. To a take on, not to, I don't think a lot of people think the quarterback stuff. The only yeah, way they I mean, pick two is if they sli- he slides back to them Do you and want then me it to lose my himself. marbles
2: right now, man? I, yeah, you know how I feel about taking a quarterback in the first round. Yeah,
0: I think we agree there. Uh, especially I, I just said to
2: the, lose my marbles. By the way, I've never said that in my entire life. I don't <laughs> you know also why I'm said saying Dory
0: quite a bit this yeah, month.
2: Yeah, but, but I say that. I don't say lose your marbles. That's <laughs> that, that's how passionate I am. I don't want a quarterback here in the first round in Jacksonville. Hey, maybe we should do a poll question. Lose What's Austin Lane marbles. more likely to say, lose my marbles or Hunky Dory? Well, I was going to say something else, but I was going
0: to be <laughs> expletive,
2: so I, I just went to Marbles last second. Mom on the line. Threw a Hail this. Mary.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not coming over the board, cause I can no, hear something in there, though.
1: No, I know. there. There's a meme of some kid screaming, you're going to make me lose my Marbles. <laughs> yeah, we're always
2: talking about Sonic, the, the kid with the glasses. <laughs> Play him, man. I couldn't uh, hear it. So hey, wait. So Does he curse, though? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't curse. You going to play it or not, Coos? All right, so here's me. With the ninth pick of the 2020 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Tua Tunga Viola. My reaction, Coos. You guys are the ones that ruined Sonic for everyone. There you go. Did you see it? That's me.
1: What the frick
2: are you <laughs> guys doing? There you go. i you fricks. Yep. How old is that kid? Like uh, Eight. Old enough to get a, get a little bass in his voice, I think. That was ridiculous. <laughs> but that's going to be me if they take two at number nine. Uh, just to let you know.
0: Okay. So here's my philosophy on them trading up. This is a football team that has a lot of holes. I think they have four logical picks, uh, places to go right now, and they could even use more places. But we've talked about it at length. Offensive line, wide receiver, defensive line, cornerback. Those are four obvious ones to me. And uh, you can make the case for Simmons or mm-hmm. whoever. But... If you move up, that means you're likely giving away over the next couple of years something pretty high, whether it's your second pick. And I don't like being naked on my second round pick, uh, you know, 42 or, or even maybe the third one at 73. Maybe that I'd be a little more OK with that. But I don't like losing 920, 42, and I don't like losing anything next year. Why? Because I need as many good players as I can get. <laughs> I'm resetting this yeah. thing. I'm reloading the roster. You uh, Chase Young is unbelievable. I think he's going to be unbelievable. And great players are good to have. But is he worth giving up maybe two other players that are very good in this draft? And for me, I would say no. I just don't feel like uh, that's that's a good risk-reward for the Jacksonville Jaguars in their current state. If they were back in coming out of 2017 and they wanted one more really great player, well, that would be... OK, I'd be worth risking and mortgaging a little bit of the, the next couple of years. OK, well, this I don't think they can afford to do that for even if they think there's a great player. And that's why I would say they wouldn't come up and get a CUDA and probably mm-hmm. not even Derek Brown. Although, you know, Derek Brown, if he's available at seven with Carolina, it might not take too much to get up there. But it would probably still take more than I want to give up. So let me ask you this, though,
2: OK, because the way the draft could shake out, you know, um, Kinlock could go nine to the Jaguars, obviously and then but let's say they go after a corner, so like a Fulton or who you think is the best corner in the draft, and I quote uh, Diggs from Alabama, okay, yep. Travon Diggs. Thank you very much. So let's <laughs> say that they go that route. Is it better to go that route? And take a risk on Diggs. And I know you think he's the best corner in the, in the draft. You said that already on Gold Klingo, quoted. But do you take a risk on Diggs? And let's be honest. Kinlaw is not complete yet. Kinlaw, you have to develop. Kinlaw, you have to cultivate and nurture. Do you take two risks with those guys hoping like, you know what? Maybe one guy doesn't work out. Maybe Diggs isn't the guy that you thought he was, or do you go after the sure thing in Chase Young? See, to me, you're essentially, if you trade a first-round pick away to go up and get Chase Young or you know Jeff Okuda, you're trading away a maybe. You're you're trading away maybe a 20-pick at a corner or a defensive end position where more than likely it could work out. But history has shown us, man. Picks in the 20s, they don't always work out, okay? Because they're not the best available at their position. Absolutely, they're yeah. decent, but they're not the best available. So to me, you're taking two question marks, hopefully, and it works out, as opposed to an Akuda or Chase Young, where they are at the top of their position. You know what you're getting with them, and you probably build, you know, your future for a long time with them. So I think there's pros and cons to each side, but I'm just saying if the Jaguars do give up a first-round pick for an Akuda or a Chase Young. I'm not mad, man, because to me,
0: they're sure things. I like it. I like what you're saying. I'm going to ask you a little something later on. Is it more likely the Jaguars end up with three first-round picks or one first-round pick tonight? Ooh, think about that. Would they be willing to trade all the way down and get out? I'm going to that a little bit. I like that. When we come back, what does the ASC South look like? See, the Jaguars are right now the the last team in the AFC South. They'll finish in the basement, everybody expects. But they have a chance to make the most gains tonight and this weekend than anybody else in the division. I'll explain why. And we'll be joined by folks from Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, next on ESPN 690 here on Draft Day.